Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Obama administration did fail to deliver immigration reform, which had been a key promise during the administration. It also presided over record deportations as well as family detentions at the border before changing course. So why should voters trust you with an immigration overhaul now? Because it made a mistake. It, made too, it took too long to get it right. It took too long to get it right. I'll be president of the United States, not vice president of the United States. And the fact is, I've made it very clear. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. Pollutions that the pollutants coming out of those fence line communities. Okay, I have one final would question. Would he close it down falls, the oil industry? It falls. W- would you close down the oil industry? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. A that's it is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh. America was an idea. We've never lived up to it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! We've never lived up to it. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. An idea. And I just think we have to be more honest. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Let our kids know as we raise them. What actually did happen? Acknowledge our mistakes so we don't repeat them. America was an idea. We've never lived up to it. An idea. I'll work as hard for those who don't support me. As those who do, including those chumps with the microphone out there. (coughs) Look. Chumps? Who are the chumps? I don't know. I don't know what a chump is. Do you know what a chump is? I don't know. I think I need to talk to Corn Pop. You might know what a chump is. It this could that, be an old-time expression for was, was corn bad pop, old days. That was his buddy or something. Corn Pop was his buddy. Yeah. I think he was a chump. Yeah, how do you spell chump? Huh? B-I-D-E-I-E-N. Oh, that'll work. Is this working good? Yeah, that's good. I like this. Yeah, and then we need to order these at the next stop, right? I think it reminds me a little bit of deplorable, right? Yeah, exactly. So there we go, right? So we can have chumps for Trump. Huh? (laughs) There is. (laughs) 
Cleveland. It's Kamala. You are going to make the decision about your future, about your family's future. It is through the voice of your vote. And you have the power. The power is with the people. And you know that. That's why you're standing in this line today. And I just came to say thank you. Overdrive to clean up loose ends. November 16, 2016, two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get into the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the private bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. What kind of country we're going to be? Four more years of George, uh, George, uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a different world. And welcome back to Flower Politic Podcast. It is the 28th of October, year of our Lord, 2020. That's a lot to unpack. I wanted to start off with that guy's ahead 17 points in Wisconsin. That is. Just doesn't make sense to me. This whole thing doesn't make sense. It just hasn't made sense. Not that Trump's a charm, but I I just don't get. How do you vote for that? I mean, the guy thinks he's running against George Bush. He's getting heckled. He quits events, gets criticized, starts and does a couple small events, but then hides in his basement. We're all a bunch of chumps again. He literally says on tape, we have the biggest voter fraud ever. He talks about mass. The media, MSNBC has a daily death count total. They air 24-7 on their network. And all they could say about ACB was super spreader, super spreader. And he walks right in with no mask. It's on tape. They, They were airing it. And it, there's no, oh, that's a super spreader. Only Trump is a super spreader. It's unbelievable. They even made an ad out of chumps. They call us deplorable. Basket of deplorables. Bad people. Not very good people. Joe Biden, the media, and the liberal establishment mock us. The credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump. Disgracefully hope for the president's death. President Trump stands with us, the people who work for a living, care for our families, worship God, and stand for our flag. 
And we're proud to say Donald Trump is our president. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. I mean, it's a truthful statement, man. It's a truthful statement. That ad. It's what they call everybody they don't, that doesn't agree with them, which is, is fucking horrible. It's what's wrong with the left and me as an independent. I can't even steer that way because they literally think anybody who doesn't think like them is horrible. To the George Bush, uh, literally uh, real journalist, white knighting, Steve Guest, Joe Biden confuses President Trump with George Bush. David Weigel, 1.1 million views in the Fox story based on the premise that Biden was confusing Trump with George Bush. He was talking to George Lopez. Yari Yosenberg. Biden was talking to comedian George Lopez. This goes on. I'm not going to even cover it. You knew it was going to They literally excused that. Because they'll excuse anything. Glenn Kessler. Unlike most politicians, respected news organizations acknowledge... When they make a mistake, NBC has added an editor's note to this morning's Today Show segment that played a clip of Biden saying former years of Georgia without noting that he was talking to George Lopez. They did stories on that, but they didn't do stories on Hunter Biden. That's our election in a nutshell. That, that's our election in a nutshell. It, it doesn't matter. Biden literally could go kill somebody. They're not going to fucking cover it. They are burying everything they possibly can. And they're going to carry him to the finish line. And they're going to suppress the vote with a WAPO AP poll that says of registered voters, 17% in Wisconsin. Yet there's videos of Wisconsin convoys for Trump's. 17%. Do you know how large 17% is? It's huge. So, today's show is going to be violence because we have violence breaking everywhere. We're going to do a little narrative. We're not going to cover Bobolinsky. I initially wanted to, but I I can't. I watched the video. You can get it online. It's everywhere. Um... It just seems to me he's a guy that signed in for a deal. I believe what he's saying, and it's horrible. But he got fucked by Hunter. Because Hunter started working directly for the Chinese. And he never got his cut. He went around him. Because at the end of the interview, he basically went on a long time. And, you know, I pushed off the table, like, what's going on? And it just kind of, he never seemed to say, he said he was doing it for the American people. But his eyes got really steely when the money came in. And I, once again, there's proof that he told the Bidens, listen, you guys tell the truth or I'm coming out. And he didn't say the words, but you kind of assume by the end of the Tucker Carlson show, this is about, I didn't get my money. And he's rightfully so. He was out of pocket traveling to China. He was doing a lot of stuff. And he didn't get his cut. The Bidens got theirs. Overall, it makes total sense. Sorry for the yawn. 
Um, it makes total sense that the big guy is Biden. All the documents say 10 September, 10%, 10%, and then all of a sudden his brother gets 20 because he kept him off him. I mean, this is huge. It's gigantic. If Biden was a Republican, it would end a presidential run. It would be an impeachable offense. Not, I think, in our media because he worked with Chinese. He hid the money. It's not in his tax returns. That money's somewhere, but we don't have a single news agency trying to find the money. And even though this guy handed off his laptop and his phones, I'm going to tell you right now, the FBI ain't looking into this. If they let Hillary Clinton get away with a private server and top secret shit by her toilet because of an election, and within that found out that she was in Ukraine meddling, which is illegal, and they were going to let it ride because of an election, you know they do the same now. And the FBI's tainted. It's a liberal organization. It's provable with everything they've done. I mean, they've had this for two years. But we'll see our media white night. It's unbelievable. There's stories that you're just going to, it's going to peel your skin off. It It's just crazy. The things they're saying are are crazy on why they won't cover it. It's more than Russia. It's a distraction, is what PBS says. So, And before we start off into our violence, I got to play a couple sound bites. Uh, one, adjust the position of Van, Van Jones and CNN. Uh, first one, CNN basically saying uh, it's, me, it's totally wrong for the media even to say that Trump could win. Because he can't. And Van Jones saying Trump doesn't get enough credit for what he does for black people. John, you have a headline for Politico that, uh, to me, this is the most interesting story I read all week. It's at Politico.com. It's headlined, Trump is doing worse than it seems, but reporters are afraid to say so. You and Daniel Lippman argue that by historical standards, Trump's coverage is actually favorable in one key aspect. What is that key aspect? Uh, the fact that reporters are giving generous allowance that Trump could still win, uh, and they're treating this as uh, uh, as though it's quite a close race, based on the experience of 2016. Let's face it, a lot of us did not see the Trump uh, victory in 2016 coming, and, and so we're gun-shy of being too active this time. I'm not sure that's a bad thing, actually. Uh, I think sometimes we go too far in the other direction of, of uh, looking like the race is over when we don't know that. Probably we made that mistake in 2016. But what Trump is avoiding, and it's a huge gift the media is giving him, Brian, is he's avoiding death watch coverage, the kind of coverage that John McCain got in 2006. Bob Dole got in 1996, where everything is like a hospital vigil, um, you know, in a desperate move with time running out, with, uh, hmm. uh, uh, you know, with advisors warring and finger pointing over who's to blame for a debacle, etc. Uh, Trump's largely avoiding that. You know, the media outlets operated by Rupert Murdoch and his son, Lachlan, employ a lot of great reporters, but they also, they also sometimes operate as a smear machine. Look, look at the graphic here. You'll see Fox Corporation includes Fox News and Fox Business. The other half of the, the empire, News Corporation, includes The Wall Street Journal and The New York Post. 
It is the New York Post that first launched the Hunter Biden email story uh, that was then parroted by Fox News, promoted by Fox News stars. Uh, and it seems to be losing some steam in recent days. Uh, we have seen um, this, this storyline start to change uh, with the Wall Street Journal actually challenging it and uh, parts of Fox News as well. Uh, let me explain to you what's, uh, what's been going on with these stories. The Wall Street Journal's news division uh, published an account uh, that really uh, cast a doubt on the, the so-called scandal that the opinion operation has been promoting. And yet the opinion part of the Wall Street Journal is still hyping it, still claiming these emails are a massive story. Of course, there's still a lot unclear about the credibility of these emails and how significant they are, how real, whether they are, are all real, whether some of them are made up. Uh, all of these disinformation questions linger. And what we see is a news versus opinion fight at the Wall Street Journal. Uh, because neither the people pushing it uh, nor, I think, uh, people in the media who are very wary about the sourcing and credibility of it, really trying to push it to the margins. Probably nobody really cares that much uh, about the substance of it. It's total. Its interest is totally as a weapon in the, the kind of nonstop ideological and cultural war that defines our politics and the nonstop sort of media uh, um, uh, battle in the closing days of an election. Right. Uh, the substance of the story, almost beside the point. Huh. Got by liberals every time I say this, I'm going to keep saying it. He has done good stuff for the black community, or and, and you know, uh, opportunity zone stuff, black college st stuff. I work with him on criminal justice stuff. I saw Donald Trump have African American people formerly incarcerated in the White House, embraced them, treated them well. There's a side to Donald Trump that I think he does not get enough credit for. Donald Trump, and I get beat up by liberals every time I, I say this, I'm going to keep saying it. He has done good stuff for the black community or in, in you know, uh, opportunity zone stuff, black college st stuff. I work with him on criminal justice stuff. I saw Donald Trump have African-American people formerly incarcerated in the White House, embraced them, treated them well. There's a side to Donald Then there's Jake Tapper. And I had to start the show with Jake Tapper because Jake Tapper, he really, really, really wants Trump to lose. The White House has moved closer to your position on lots of issues. Coronavirus testing, contact tracing strategy, unemployment benefits, local no, government. No, no, excuse local me, government. they haven't yet. They That's haven't? what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the final Well, they, yes. so they said they would, and, and, you're, and you're waiting but to see it on yet. paper. <laughs> they haven't yet. And also, same thing, they keep moving the goalposts. They, they, every time they say we move the goalposts, that means they're projecting what they did. But let's just, you know, let's be hopeful. We're nine days before an election. Yeah. We're trying to unify the country. And one way to do it is to come together to crush the virus so that we can open our economy, open our schools, uh, uh, feed our people, 17 million children, food right. insecure in our country. I, but again, the answer is crush the virus. So I, I get that. Um, but it just seems like they keep moving closer and closer. I, I, I get that you're waiting for it on paper. But it just seems like the, the, you're winning. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. I'm looking at all the things that the White House is moving towards your position on, and it seems like you could take yes for an answer. Well, as soon as they say this is it, we in our negotiations, yes, that is the case. But then they take it back, and when they come back, it isn't always it isn't what we anticipated. So I'm hoping tomorrow, Monday, uh, the, the secretary. I, we, I sent over on Friday the list of the concerns that we still had about mm. what, are, what is the answer? What is the answer? What is the answer? And uh, my understanding is he will be reviewing that 
over the weekend, and we'll have some answers on Monday. So more um, than 23 million Americans are on unemployment benefits right yeah. now, as you know. One study shows the poverty rate is higher now than it's been exactly. in the whole pandemic. Three Democratic governors in the Midwest, uh, Whitmer of Michigan, uh, Evers of Wisconsin, and Waltz of Minnesota, three Democratic governors wrote to you, President Trump, and other congressional leaders saying, among other things, quote, we implore you to put differences aside and agree to another much-needed COVID-19 relief bill. In addition, one of your own members, Congressman uh, Max Rose, said this week that the Democratic Party needs to learn to a certain extent how to declare victory and go home. Um, you're getting a lot of messages from Democrats saying this is good enough. We, we need to say yes. Welcome to my world. That is not a lot of messages, although I respect each and every one of them. The fact is, if we don't agree to the science to crush the virus, if they did what is in our bill, that science dictates that we do, then if we do that, we can lower the incidence of the virus in certain areas, open schools, open businesses and the rest. If we don't, we're just giving money to the president to spend any way he wants, and that has not been in furtherance of crushing the virus. So again, in terms of we all want an agreement. Nobody wants it more than the House Democrats. We represent these people. We have been fighting for food for the hungry, uh, right. rent assistance for those who may be evicted. But most importantly, we really have to un- stop the spread so, of the virus. And it's, what, nine months later, yeah, no, and I they get, still will has, have refused to uh, pl- uh, honor science with the, the solutions. And then, of course, we're praying for the, for the uh, so, um, vaccine, and hopefully that will be soon. Yeah. But many more people will die in the meantime. If the- One other thing about the... Um, the Gates McBright, Mc, uh, McBreitbart nonsense that Trump spews that like this little code words that, you know, uh, make Hannity's pins uh, shine at specific moments when he utters them. The president, even though he he leaned into it a little bit, but he didn't really go full bore. Yeah. Which I think was wise or at least not stupid. Um, he, he is running the single most negative, sleazy campaign in American history for a major party candidate. Now, it used to be that people would be negative. That says something. Well, people, it used to be people would be negative, and you could always say, well, don't forget the campaign against Dukakis, or, or historians like Beschloss or whatever would come on and say, you know, in 1800, Jefferson had pamphleteers who accused John Adams of being a hermaphrodite, or whatever. <laughs> the campaign that Trump and his allies in the media and his mem- members of his family and the Trump-allied uh, websites and such are leveling with charges so heinous, I'm not even going to say them. Just nonsense. Crap. Tied into QAnon, tied into Pizzagate, tied into the worst things you could say about a person, with no evidence, just completely made up, is so disgusting and so beneath what this election should be. And I just want viewers at home to be ready because all of their grandparents' Facebook feeds uh, and all of the Twitter Twitter sphere, and it's going to be so heinous over the next 11 days. And people should just be prepared for it. The president leaned into some of it, generally just some of the sleazier, baseless accusations, not the worst. But it's going to get a lot worse. It's interesting you say that. I agree. I think that does sum up the night, uh, both Biden saying that and Trump's response. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons why, in my view, it did not work, although I'm sure it worked with the MAGA bubble, because they think that anybody that expresses affection for their son 
or empathy for someone they don't know mm-hmm. is weak. Um, so, but I think that's what it's indicative of. President Trump lives in an atmosphere of disinformation, false information, reinforcing itself. Uh, and that's why some of the things, some of the punches he threw at Joe Biden, mm-hmm. I don't think landed, because unless you're Sean Hannity, yeah, you, you probably had no idea what he's you, talking you need about. A- the president, even though he, he leaned into it a little bit, but he didn't really go full bore, yeah. which I think was wise, or at least not stupid. Um, he, he is running the single most negative, sleazy campaign in American history for a major party candidate. The campaign that Trump and his allies in the media and his mem- members of his family and the Trump-allied uh, websites and such are leveling with charges so heinous, I'm not even going to say them. Just nonsense, crap, tied into QAnon, tied into Pizzagate, tied into the worst things you could say about a person with no evidence, just completely made up, is so disgusting and so beneath what this election should be. And I just want viewers at home to be ready because all of their grandparents' Facebook feeds uh, and all of the Twitter Twitter sphere, and it's going to be so heinous over the next 11 days. And people should just be prepared for it. The president leaned into some of it, yeah. generally just some of the sleazier, baseless accusations, not the worst, but it's going to get a lot worse. But this is my favorite CNN soundbite up front, and it is Chris Cuomo. And I watched this, actually. Um, when ACB got confirmed... I watched, uh, I think I watched Fox, because it was in the um, Tucker Carlson hour, and I taped Cuomo, whatever the fuck his show is, Cuomo Tonight, Cuomo and his brother jerk off with Q-tips, yeah, that shit, and I watched it, like, the next day. And this interview, I, I love this spokesman for Trump because he's spot on. Cuomo sounded like a surrogate for Biden. But the most important thing is, simultaneously this is going on, Jews are getting harassed at their own home. So I'm going to play those sound bites back to back. Don't waste your time. Listen, Chris, your own, your, your own brother, the governor of New York, mm-hmm. said that every time he turned to the administration, the federal government was there with everything he that he did not say that. And, everything and that, that is not what for. happened. Re- yes, he abs- yes, he absolutely no, he did. He said, I went to every the federal time, government. Yes. They and helped he me with things. They brother, did not help with everything. Brother, They're still on. not helping. Go ahead. My brother what? Listen, Keep talking your about brother it. predicted your brother your brother predicted a ventilator shortage. He said he needed forty thousand ventilators mm. or people would die. That shortage never materialized True. because the president engaged the private sector and the government to create the equipment, the PPE, the gowns, the gloves, and the ventilators that we need. And so listen, Chris, I find it curious. Speaking of your brother, mm. you're going to Please. ask me these self righteous questions and talk about people taking it seriously. Does this look like a couple of guys who were taking it seriously? You had your brother on for the Cuomo Brothers Comedy Hour, joking about the size of the Q-tip that you would need for his nose yeah, to get I did. a test. It was funny as Does hell. Does this sound like somebody who was taking it very seriously? Tim, let now, me tell you. The president has done this every Tim, step of the way. Tim, I got you. Every step of the way, and he's done everything Tim. that states had asked. All right, so let's deal with that. That's not true. 
And you know it, but you decide it to say what you want to say. True. Tim, he sent a hospital ship Tim, to New York that, Tim, that they really didn't adequately They didn't use. need it. And the thank God they didn't need it. Tim, listen, there you, you are go. not going to flood the zone on this show. It was Tim, extra assistance I'm telling you, I'll cut you off. You're not going to flood the zone on this show. Now, you took your swing. It missed. So now let's discuss. That's the best you got? Is that my brother <laughs> didn't take COVID seriously? Are you kidding yourself? That I made well, fun I mean, with him in a time of such acute COVID distress. Patients into He's, nursing homes. First of all, he never he never sent that. any, and you know that. You know that New York State is forty six no, out of well, fifty. But here's but what you know most of all: I, I you can't he just wrote even a book talk. About leadership, Tim, though, I, I know that he means did. Taking responsibility. You, you should read it, brother, and let me tell you why. You won't even talk about the president. You want to talk about my brother because you are coming from a place of weakness. You are in the middle of a pandemic. No, I, and want, your to talk president about, I want to talk about people turning COVID and the coronavirus crisis into a political weapon, which is what CNN does all your day long. Pres- okay. I'm about a president then sending why, the right why, message why and giving states what they need to fight a pandemic. apartment building? Because I did the wrong thing. Why did you get reprimanded by your own I did the wrong apartment thing. building for failing to wear a mask after having been I did the wrong thing. before? Why we won't know, the president listen, adjust his messaging? We know you quarantine and went to the I never broke quarantine. Everyone knows you broke. You, I never you broke not, quarantine. You deny that I that never, happened. Absolutely. And 100%. then you came home and you pretended to rise up from your basement like Lazarus, even though you had Listen, already broken you quarantine mock my getting you sick. COVID positive. You want to mock my getting sick? You can. I'm not mocking you, you getting sick. Of course sick. you are. I'm pointing of out that you broke you quarantine and went I out never to your place broke at the Hamptons while you were COVID And you positive. know it. I never did. And now did. you're going to lecture me about I'm not lecturing you. You have a noise complaint. You stop breathing in my face. I'm the one wearing a mask. You have a a face mask. Why do you care? I'm talking to the owner here. But we had a complaint about vehicle parking in the front. Then I look up and you have over 10 people in a crowd. So what? Now it's an issue, okay? What is the issue? Exactly. The issue is... This is not a party. There's no music. This is simply a simple thing. They have a few friends together. What is the issue that you need supposed to come into my house and tell me that it's okay for a police officer to walk into my house and say it's okay? When you are the police officer, you know the laws, you know the rules. You can't walk into my house and tell me that it's okay. You would have been a normal person. You would have walked out and said, okay, can I talk to you? Fine, I can listen to you. Instead, you're just backing that up again and again. We're past that. We're past that point. Yeah, he tried to slam it on me. I'm trying to talk to you as a person. No, we didn't talk to you. You were standing here when I came down. I didn't see anything. I told you, can I have some of the house? You guys came down. As he was walking out, he saw us, ran back inside. What's happening to Jews in New York is anti-Semitism, folks. But it was allowed. Black people were beating up freaking Jews. And nobody freaking cared. They were talking about Trump and mincing words and trying to find that he said something that could be anti-Semite and try to blame him for a Pittsburgh fucking shooting that he had nothing to do with. But simultaneously on the streets of New York, they were catching releasing people that were beating the fuck out of Jews and nobody cared. National media didn't even report it. So that's our A block. A lot of CNN. Before we go into violence, I want to do our skit. And with, you know, I see these tweets online. Wow, 85 miles worth both directions. Seaford to Montauk, New York. There were 9,604 cars, plus many supporters on the side of the road. With sheriffs, all with American and Trump flags and back the blue. And it's just this huge caravan. And I see him every weekend organic Trump rallies, he's not even there. 
But we're told that there's no way he can win. Nationally, it's seven points, swing states. I flipped to Morning Joe this morning because uh, it's like 5 o'clock my time. And right when it started, or it's 6 o'clock my time, uh, Joe Scarborough's up there saying that, you know, once they win this, it's over. And with National Pulse saying this and 17 points in Wisconsin and 10 points in Michigan, Donald Trump's over. So I was junking, and I mentioned it on the show, that I had an idea for a skit. So I made the skit yesterday, excuse to Sean in Oregon, Boss in New York, uh, Matt in Oregon. You heard it because I sent it out first to kind of get a feeler if it was worthy. And uh, to be honest, I was antiquing and I picked up Red Dawn. And a bell went off. So since we're soon to be under Democratic control for your music break, here is a coming movie that you'll probably have to watch on VOD because I don't think we're ever going to have theaters again. But uh, that was a concept. A movie trailer about Podcast Man. Enjoy. In a world where the Democrats have made America one-party rule, no filibuster, two new states, change voting to popular vote, pack the court, made illegals legal, infringed the Second Amendment with confiscation, taxation, and licensing, and changed us from a democracy to a dictatorship. One man stands alone. Podcast man. One veteran in his undisclosed bunker fights for freedom of speech. Actual press doing their fucking jobs. And the right for personal beliefs and opinions. Fighting the fascist mob with his illegal AR-15 now termed a weapon of terrorism. His ammo also not paid for with extra taxation and background checks. He fends off the fascist brown shirts of Antifa and BLM, who now peacefully protest for the government in areas where the citizens refuse to go to truth and reconciliation camps for their beliefs in God, restrictions on abortion, only women have babies and breastfeed. Don't talk, don't say anything. Let me look at you. Yeah, I knew I was right. I knew it. You're alive. I was tough on both of you. I did things that made you... That made you hate me sometimes. But you understand now, don't you? What happened, Dad? What? Well, you hear what they do. Doesn't matter. One way or another, one reason or another, we're all gone. It's all gone. Boys! 
Avenge me! Avenge me! Podcast Man, an American hero for the flyover states now known as Occupied Un-American Zones. Podcast Man, broadcasting the truth for those that will listen. It's 1159 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Fighting the fight for the American way. Bratwurst. Pizza. Hoagies. Oh, sorry. I'm hungry. Fighting the fight for the American way. Pushing back on state media now that the Democrats are in power. And they all just push narrative and propaganda. He's underwater. He feels those closing in. Turning point. We may be at a tipping point. It's the end. The beginning. Of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is podcast, man. Fighting back. On the peaceful protester. Many of these protests have been largely peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. peaceful. BLM and Antifa, who now work for their progressive masters in the government to push their initiatives with brutal force. Just a regular guy in the un-American zone pushing for ideals now deemed un-American, racist, xenophobic, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, ableist, podcast man. Find this movie on SoundCloud, or at least for now, until they get on board with the big tech giants who suppress free speech. And no longer allow wrong thing. Welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast with Tony Reed. Pigs in a blanket line. There was an offshoot separate mar- group of people. Nobody knows who they are. I know a whole lot of people in Black Lives Matter, a whole lot of people who started it and who were leaders in it. Not a single person knows who those people were that started that chant. They were never connected to the march. There is absolutely zero, none, zero evidence that Black Lives Matter has ever pushed for anything violent, pushed for anything violent to happen to police. Black Lives Matter is about one thing 
Stop killing black people just because you pulled them over for a park for a parking violation or a moving violation. Black people, they have never advocated violence against police. That again tonight was not only desperate, it was it was it was not only desperate, it was also stupid because he also wants black men to vote for him. I hate to break it to you, Donald Trump, but black. No, Joy Reid, they have had zero violence, period. Zero. Oh, wait a minute. How about, oh, I don't know. Let's just do a little, let's do a little montage. Uh, BLM counter protest blue lives. BLM punch Hispanic woman in the face. BLM, the BLM actual uh, mural in New York has been tarred. Um, more making, the, I'm not going to play the making the oath because it's just getting fucking old. How about Philly? In a Philly BLM looting and attacking people. Enjoy. They think they found, they're not sure if this is a track, but they have a number that they found on one of the vehicles. Uh, it's sort of like a little microchip. A, a number of uh, singles, automobiles, walking around this track, and it looked like they tried to rip it to get it off. Um, the thing is coming back to security system. Coming? Oh my god! 
my God. Bro, they just killed them in front of me. Yo. Yo. Y'all ain't had to give him that many fucking shots. Y'all ain't had to give him that many shots. Yo, what the fuck? Yo. This shit crazy, Chill, bro. Don't get in no shit with him, bro. What are you talking about, bro? Oh, but wait. There's more. Uh, let's look at uh, Trump rallies in New York, and they got attacked, and uh, a Trader Joe's incident, and a fat-ass tranny protester.
Oh, why do you need an ambulance? Who's the ambulance for? Is the ambulance for one of your agents or for a prisoner? Or a fucking whatever you call it. Arrestee. Who did you injure? Who did you injure? Is that for one of your agents or for an arrestee? Behind you. Watch out, Who got injured? Did an arrestee get injured or did you guys get injured? Which one of you hurt a detainee?
If they can make a point with her. Hey, what the fuck? What did he do? What the fuck did he do? He was literally speaking and using expressive speech. What, because he doesn't have press on his head? He said you're a bitch. Oh, but the leftists are anti-free speech. Get off of her! You're brutalizing her, you fucking fascist girl! You fucking scumbag piece of filth! Fuck you, cunt! You want the bitch? Fuck you! You want the dirty man, bitch? Fuck you! Fuck you! You fascist brood man, bitch! What do you be your husband while you're out here? You worth a bitch? Fuck you!
Yeah, so you're right, Joy Reid. No violence. BLM's never done anything violent. And also, the cigar today is a Liga Pravada T-52 Flying Pig. Yeah, I found some in town. It's really good. But the violence we expect, right? It's just what we have. It's hard not to just fall over it. Philly, which Sean in Oregon sent me some more. I mean, I could play more sound bites of Philly. That's just day one. We've had multiple days. Reporter clarifies tweet about Philadelphia man armed with night not charging police after seeing video. I'm in the Cobb Creek neighborhood of Philadelphia where police shot a black man less than an hour ago. Witnesses say he had a knife but was not charging. Numerous shell cases are in the street. And then by the time they're done, he was charging. And by the time they were done with that, it was, well, he was shot too many times. And by the time they were done with that, uh, why do we have to shoot people with knives? Journalists. Not activists. Oh, wait a minute. What's the fucking difference now? So, yeah. But I wanted to cover today some implied violence. And and this is the kind of stuff that just cracks me up, okay? For four years, and once again, not a Trumper, don't like the guy, but we have minced words with Trump. I mean, we've made things to be the worst possible thing. And we have said he's endangered everything, every minority group, gays, and panda bears. That was supposed to be a joke, but it's actually true because they say that his pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord, which was going to accomplish nothing because China's not playing, uh, literally accomplishes nothing. But yeah, him pulling out, we are killing panda bears, so... But then you go online, and these are blue checks. Heather Malik, the parents of those two children who are you and why, who are you and why? Whatever happens to them in life will be rooted in this moment. Tragedy will become irony. Two tr- kids dressed as Donald and Melania with POTUS and FLOTUS concert, co- uh, costumes. Calling Stephen King for comment. There were numerous... Emily Goodwin. Two kids dressed as Donald and Melania with POTUS. Heather Jones. These kids' lives will never be the same because of this moment. Why? And then you have Peter Vroom. Bizarre and disgusting. Positioning nuns wearing mega masks directly behind Donald Trump at his Ohio rally. Are they praying for the hundred of thousand of COVID Trump deaths? That's a real tweet. That guy's a blue check. He's certified. Jack McCoon. There is no way these are real nuns. Real nuns wouldn't. Then they go Peter Vume again. The three nuns attending Trump rally in Ohio today are from the order of children of Marion Cincinnati. Here's a comparison of the picture from the rally today without face mask and a picture from their website. I'm not using their names, but he doxed them and everybody goes, you're a piece of shit. You doxed nuns. 
Jack Probe was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But this is the norm. This is the norm. This was a tweet, tweet that I saw, and then it became an article. The contractor working on my deck has a mega hat in his truck. Should I fire him? Jake Zekehead. That's their theory. I mean, people, you think the truth and reconciliation's bullshit. It's real. They believe it. And when their people do shit, we get articles like this. CNN, drivers struck street protesters dozens of times this summer. While it's difficult to determine what motivates someone to commit violence, two researchers said they believe that online encouragement is a factor. Everybody goes, that's called fleeing for your life. Also, simultaneously, CNN, a right-wing offensive is underway to discredit social media companies just day before the election. No, they're discrediting themselves pretty good. And while CNN is spinning that this is all bullshit and it's the right's fault, and everything Trump said is the reason why you can't get a good burger at Burger King, Republican congressman and his family threatened at their home. Tom Reed in New York with his statement on Friday afternoon. Today, my family and I were threatened at her home and corning. The cowards used a dead animal and a brick with a family member's name on it to try to intimidate us. We assured everyone such threats only energize us to stand stronger. We thank the local police and federal authorities who are already investigating this disgusting attack. And then we have another Biden person. When a 19-year-old who was allegedly plotting to murder Joe Biden, was arrested in North Carolina. Police found four rifles, a 9mm handgun, explosive materials, books and bomb making, 509000 in cash that's believed to be his inheritance. Those revelations all come in order that a federal magistrate just filed earlier this month, outlining why Triceman, who was indicted by a federal grand jury in September on child pornography charges, should remain in custody. It's un clear whether Trisman will face additional charges. I didn't get why this wasn't newsier until days after Senator Bernie Sanders suspended his campaign, Trisman, who was suggested in a Reddit post that he had to save Bernie, posted a meme with the caption, should I kill Biden? This is the second Bernie bro to go postal. No coverage. Because the theme is, it's the right that's violent. And there's a bunch of fucking white supremacists roaming our streets. They're fucking everywhere. And it's all untrue. It's the left cracking skulls. Every time there's a mega rally, there's a tax. Media doesn't cover it, or when they do, they say, well, the Trump supporters were, they had it coming, basically. That's that's the whole fucking surmise. Associated Press proves my point. No leftist radical committed protest violence. This is a real article. AP's Alana Durkin-Ricker, Colin Long, and Michael Balsamo documented dive was particularly galling 
in its dishonest framing. First, the mainstream media insists ad nauseum that Antifa is merely a loose collection of anarchists, more of an idea than an organization, unless they're the inheritor of the spirit of the brave soldiers that stormed the beach of Normandy to save the world from Nazism. Next, the press then turns around and points in the fa- fact that few people arrested have proof of membership in Antifa so as to deny left-wing radical violence is a problem in the first place. Their little drivel. President Donald Trump portrays the hundreds of people arrested nationwide in protest against racial injustice as violent urban left-wing radicals. But an AP review of thousands of page of court documents tells a different story. Very few of those charged appear to be affiliated with highly organized extremist groups. And if you literally spend any time learning about Antifa, you you know that's their shtick. And then all you have to do is go to Andy and Geo. Hmm. What an interesting concept. Week of Action, November 4th and 11th, 2020. A broad-based community coalition asked the people of the Pacific Northwest take action in workplace, neighborhoods, mutual aid groups to oppose authoritarianism and racially motivated violence in the wake of the upcoming election. An opening rally for a week of action will occur at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, November 4th, the North Park Bucks. And this goes on to say they're going to fuck shit up regardless who wins. Because remember, these people don't vote for either. They don't vote. And then you just start going through his page. Portland Antiphon Surgeon federally charged after local DA dropped it. Joanne Reed, this is Andy NGO directly, this was a flyer for our BLM Antifa riot in Portland in September where rioters threw lit Molotov cocktails towards police. Two people were set on fire. 100 days, 100 night, Black Lives Matter, and they show them fucking up, throwing shit at cops and Killing KKK guys that weren't there and the fucking elk. They really don't like the elk. Something about the elk statue. Two anti-police posters in southeast Portland. Similar graffiti and messages are littered across the city. Abolish pigs, murderers, and they show cops as pigs murdering somebody. In Antifa's Portland telegram chat room, they're discussing how to plan better riots, direct action, one person suggests better situational awareness to kick out videographers. person also suggests making bot to clog 911 with fake calls. These are the actual statements. Reduce police situational awareness through counterintelligent tactics. No live streamers like Indigenous Day of Rage. Kick out infiltrators. Spread police resource. Kick out off DA once they respond to other calls like Indigenous Day of Rage. It is possible to set up robot calls on police lines. Also, we could set up a radio jammer on their encrypted TAC frequencies. Because they probably got it from Soros. Then we go to uh, the millennial. Post-millennial. Rifle-carrying trans-Muslim Antifa arrested at a riot in Phoenix. Armenia didn't cover it at all. Because why would they? And we don't cover any of this stuff. None of it. We just go on our little TV show after we've been proven to be a fucking anti-Semite and a homophobe on the Wayback Machine. And then we say, there's not a smidgen of this going on. Fucking Joy Reid, you fucking cuntbag. 
Then we go on. Capitalism is scary. No cameras. Portland Antifa are promoting their next direct action for Halloween night. They're meeting at Irving Park at 6 p.m. Capitalism is scary. No cameras. No peace. No police. Total abolition. Block up. Really nice graphics. Douglas Murray, one of the many such signs in downtown Portland. There's nothing normal about this. It is a call for murder of a journalist in America City. Shame on Portland authorities. There, I've seen about 100 of these. Kill Andy and Gio. Nobody has to cover it up. It just stays there. I mean, why would we take it down? They're just a bunch of peaceful protesters. And then, Joy... There's this great little article, BLM activists charged with hate crime over assault of black conservative in San Francisco. We covered it on the show, but nothing, no violence. How about Reza Aslan? If they even try to replace RBG, we burn the entire fucking thing now. Everybody today, are we in the streets? Are we doing it? Are we still going to get it? Anybody? That tweet didn't get covered. Jack Probosek. A truck just rammed into a line of police officers in Philly. They were targeted. Officer down. They just hit a cop. I played it on that montage. How about the Federalist? Seven open leftist threats that political terror is coming to America. Whether or not Trump wins. One. A think tank guy should meet a firing squad. First is a chilling tweet incident agitator Nils Gilman called for execution of journalist and former Trump advisor Michael Anton. Gilman publicly stated Michael Anton is a Robert Barishula of our times and deserves the same fate. I tell you what, if you never tried a Liga Pravada flying pig, folks, oh my God. Mm. Two, shoot the CEO for not being woke enough. Abandoning the social contract employees is a favor of purely economic contract as the guise of championship team BS makes you a bank with a mission nobody really believes. Good luck getting the best engineers in the world, blah, 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 blah. Shoot him. Yeah. Three, if Trump loses, his supporters remain an existential threat. That's all over the internet. Robert Reich, when the nightmare is over, truth and reconciliation. Thus it was in my sketch. Prosecute everyone who supports Trump. Number four. Five, Trump supporters must be eradicated from society. Reza Aslan. Openly attacking members of Congress. Plots to dox political opponents. The best part about this, this just covers the right. These motherfuckers are not voting for Biden They wanted Bernie. Bernie is as close as they're going to get to their socialist bullshit. And so, yeah, you're on crank. But I end on the spectator. My week with Bang Antifa mob. Just going to read a little bit. The Spectator UK. Spectator.co.uk. You really should read this article. And the days when you still watch nature documentary without feeling if you were sitting through a political lecture, I saw footage of a pack of smaller predators taking down an elephant. 
At the time, I remember thinking, why don't you keep running? Why don't you knock the first one off and keep going? Strangely, I've thought of that elephant again in the very different savannah of Portland, Oregon. In recent years, the city in the Pacific Northwest has become famous for a variety of reasons. None of them good. As one long-term resident said to me last week, this used to be a civil town. Not anymore. Of course, like every city in the West, the madness that already existed here have been exacerbated by coronavirus and the ensuing decision to lock down. As in cities across the UK, the businesses here are mainly closed, many for good. Some were able to get through one lockdown, but very few could get through multiple lockdowns or depression. As a result, downtown Portland is desolate and a dangerous place populated by homeless people who fled into the area over recent decades, incentivized by left-wing administrations that allow them to pitch their tents wherever they fucking like, and the main square, unattended table of food and drink are set up for them to pick out. Just let that sit. Free food? Fuck, I'm all in, man. I'm selling my house. I'm moving to Portland. But it isn't just the virus or the reaction of authorities that led to this wasteland. The giveaway is the status of few shops are still open. Almost all have hardboard affixed to the remaining windows. Some have bullet holes in them, not fired by police. The businesses that still do operate do so as the city is under siege. Portland has been in the epicenter of a confusion that has afflicted a smaller number of activists in our own country. That is the top perception that they live in a patriarchal, unequal, cis-heteronormative, irredeemably racist society. And times like this, defamation sank in and rank cause a reaction for years the city has been regular rioting by far left group antifa and the name of pursuing non-existent fascists these activists laid waste to their city dragging passing motorists from their cars hospitalizing journalists reporting was disobliging and otherwise turned the city into first world slum after the killing of george floyd at the end of may protests in portland were among the most violent in the u.s they're still going on The left-wing mayor forbade the police from working with federal authorities to act meaningfully against the rioting, and the forthcoming mayoral election, the only candidate running against him, is a supporter of Antifa. Recent successful operations carried out by this candidate favored militia include pulling down of almost every statue and public monument in the city. On another occasion, in a quasi-pagan ceremony, rioters repeatedly set a monument of elk on fire. I said to read that line again. Over the summer, the Portland sent in federal guards, blah, blah, blah. First, there was fuck gentrification march. And this article just goes on and on, and he ends. Still, the image comes to mind of the elephant brought down by the smaller predator. America's not going to be brought low by one beast, but by a whole pack of them. These predators include, though are not limited to, ignorance, educational failure, radical indoctrination, pandemic, poverty, narcissism, boredom, the disappearance of adults, a belief that law enforcement is the enemy. Why America didn't throw off the first attacker and keep on moving is a question I cannot shake off. Whether this happens the big beast crashing down or not. It's a fabulous article. It's just fabulous. And the saddest part is in the media, if you want to find out about the violence, you either go to the post-millennial, which is from fucking Canada, go to Andy NGO, 
or you read foreign papers. Because once the New York Times and the AP did it once, they got ratioed on Twitter. And since Twitter's world now, not real world, it's just the world, they never touched it again. It's so bad my wife rented the following thing, and it goes along with this piece here. No safe spaces. Here's the trailer. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say will be used against you. You are not listening. I want your job to be taken from you. A protest has turned violent at California, Berkeley. This is why we're fighting for the soul of America. You should be able to share ideas without fear of being fired from your job or shouted down. You are not to be heard. This is one of the few things one could say we have no precedent for in the United States. You have the right to remain silent. The only way we separate the good ideas from the bad ideas is to be free to say whatever we want about them. Anything you say will be used against you. There's no free speech for a fascist. Your posts on Facebook, Twitter, and social media will be saved to shame you. Kevin Hart has stepped down from hosting this year's Oscars. Anything you say that we don't like will be used to shut you up. You can't be funny. It's creating an atmosphere of fear and repression, and it's gonna bust. You cannot think differently. It makes it difficult for you to learn from other people. Isn't it spooky you were having this discussion? You can't challenge us. Kids grew up dipped in Purell, playing soccer games where they never kept score. There is no debate. The type of diversity that they hate is diversity of thought. We reserve the right to be offended by everything. No university should ever create a safe space. You're not going to protect people. And so the best you can do is to make them strong. It bothers me for the young people who are being deprived of anything that could open their minds. You have the right to remain silent. It hits down to the core. Every incident we ever covered on the show, especially Evergreen, they go deep dive. And that's why we're here. With social media... And the tech giants being just like college, we have put these little fucks in a bubble wrap. They can't handle life, and their action is violence. It's Really, if you really want to break down what's happening to America right now, and I truly believe this in my heart of hearts, it is no different than radical Islam. You get people with no fucking direction, you fill their head with fucking bullshit, and you own them. Because they got nothing. They're in the fucking basement. They got a degree in underwater basket weaving. A lot of not, not a lot of fucking basket weaving going on right now. And you're just stuck on stupid. You meet the wrong person. That person fills your head with, it's the patriarchy. It's capitalism. It's fucking Rudolph. And boom. We used to say this was horrible for like another show I'm watching, The Manhunt. The Rudolph guy who got so religious he started bombing abortion clinics. It was horrible. But when everybody is left, 
It's not. I mean, we even have this stuff, and I'm not saying these are wrong. Deployed soldier faced punishment for their message to liberals. Army battalion commander under investigation for political social media post. And you know what their posts are. Anti-liberal. Nobody ever gets in trouble for saying, I love Joe Biden. They get in trouble for having a Trump flag shown on the show. And then you have Joe Scarborough. Trump could kill journalists like Putin if he could get away with it. No proof of that. That's all fucking horse shit. If that was the case, you already kill your dumb ass. And really, what I think is leading to even more violence that's unnecessary, the social media stupidity, attention, while you were sleeping, Trump issued an edict that eliminated job protections for tens of thousands, maybe millions of federal employees, all involved in policymaking. It paves the ways for mass firing of government employees. The tweet has been reported for being pornographic. It arouses more than a million Jeffrey Tubin Zoom calls. I can't even see the tweet that took it off because they said it was pornographic. And then on ABC, upset rapper detained after gun brandished at Trump supporter. That's how they reported it. They were upset. I mean, what the fucking fuck? What the fucking fuck? So I'm not going to play Scarborough sound bites because they're they're violent. They're horrible. I'm going to play something positive, which I don't do a whole lot. I saw this and I was shocked because when you see the person, I think it's a transgender person, but I don't know, but their hair was 85 colors. This is not what you would think is a conservative But is what's my hope with all this Democrat early voting? Not all of them are voting Democrat. For the first time in my life, I voted red. Uh, It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. I was a Democrat. I was a Democrat. I was a Democrat. This year has shown me so many eye-opening things and with this with this laptop scandal i can't in good conscience vote for biden i just could not i I did not in 2016 i thought a dumb misogynistic businessman was now our leader and the world was over i hated it i don't know how to tell you how much i hated trump I, i don't you know, you know what? You know what I just did? I voted for Trump! Okay. Seen more and more of those. Could be all fake. Who the fuck knows anymore? You really, you really just don't know. So we're going to go out with uh, an ACB. I, I really wanted to cover it because it, it just sums up. And, and it has a lot to do with the violence, folks. It has a lot to do with the violence. Um, 
how these people get so fucking brainwashed. I mean, the end of the world because ACB is in and crying. And, I, you know, once again, I, I, wow. You have to be so fucking brain dead to believe that. They're not going to overturn Roe, you dickweeds. They, they won't. This court is not that fucking extreme. But that the left thinks everything is political and they look at the court as it is political. You get these freakouts every time we go through it. The reality is, and I didn't really cover it a lot, but I, I really have to be honest. If she had retired instead of just staying on forever. You would have been replaced in Obama. These people stay way too long because they are just like the left because they're part of the left. And they think they they really have to defend America from those hateful people who don't think like you. The reality is 70% of fucking Americans are for fucking abortion. It ain't right, but that's what they're for. Abortion's not going away. Restrictions on abortion may happen in this court because that's the deficit with Roe. Roe didn't outline. It just said you can have abortions. It's pretty fucking vague. But these people, whoa, man, they fucking lost their shit over this and we got more people crying in a fucking goddamn bathtub so we'll play that come into our narrative and the first part is a quick hit on the debate why did i have to have a freaking uterus don't mind me, I'm in the bath, but while I'm in here, I got the notification that, that uh, Amy Coney Barrett was officially confirmed to the Supreme Court. I didn't think I would be this affected by it. for me, other women, uh, people who need help, everyone except white men. So, um, please vote next week. Let's try to do something. Welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast with Tony Reed. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Blowing through the jasmine in my mind. When the media becomes part of one party, no longer have news, we have their news. 
too funny watch him grab his notes attacking and then watch the one of his staffers in washington go and grab his ipad done in the eight hold on years got them notes president. vice president biden saying numerous take times that off. the camera uh, now watch stage right bringing the country together oh hold on i was coming to trump's oh let me grab that ipad that's giving you all the answers spirited but it's gone uh, you know, if, if, certainly if you're my age or any younger, it is blindingly obvious uh, that we are going to need to make major transitions in American energy. And of course, a lot of those are underway. Again, here in the Midwest, you look at what's going on with wind energy, for example. Uh, but also, you know, even the major energy companies see this. So, uh, you know, President Trump is trying to cling to this vision that nothing has to change. And, and then he makes really strange remarks like windmills killing all the birds uh, and, and something about windows that I I don't even understand, uh, that show that, that uh, he is literally incapable of even grasping the nature of the problem and therefore will never be able to serve up a solution. And remember, there's, there's no do-over on climate. Uh, we're, we're literally entering the event horizon. We've got a matter of just a few short years before some of these things become irreversible. And what, what I love about Joe Biden's uh, way of talking about the climate is he makes clear that this is not a choice between doing what's right uh, for the climate and doing what's right for the economy. The only way to have an economy continue to grow is to have uh, an economy uh, wired up to the benefits of uh, the many transitions and improvements we've got to make. Mayor Pete Buttigieg, thank you very much for coming on today. Yeah, that's right, uh, Wolf. It was definitely a, a more normal uh, debate. Uh, President Trump uh, behaved um, more like a regular person might, theoretically. Um, I think it's fair to say that Trump supporters and Republican office holders can relax for the night. They can exhale. Uh, he didn't set himself on fire tonight like he did at the first debate. Um, I mean, he did lie like Pinocchio, and I'm sure Daniel Dale will get to that in the fact-checking section. But beyond that, it's fair to say I think President Trump got in a couple uh, clean hits uh, when it came to Vice President Biden, uh, when it came to the 1994 crime bill, when it came to Joe Biden being in politics for, for so long. Uh, he even probably uh, fed some raw meat to his base successfully using Breitbart, Fox lingo that most voters have no idea what he's talking about, but uh, he got those shots in there. However, based in reality, they are. Um, the problem for the president, as I see it, is uh, twofold. One, uh, Joe Biden did fine. He had a fine performance. He definitely reached the threshold. And given that so much of this election is a referendum on Donald Trump, and he is the underdog, according to polls, Joe Biden is ahead, Joe Biden did nothing to disqualify himself. It was a fine performance. Uh, and the second problem is that Joe Biden scored points. He got his licks in on issues that I think might affect uh, voters more uh, when it comes to the coronavirus pandemic, when it comes to health care and the fact that the Trump administration has not offered any sort of viable alternative to Obamacare. Uh, and then there was that rough moment 
uh, that had to do with the fact that of the child family separation policy, there are still more than 500 kids that the Trump administration has not been able to place back with the parents whose arms they snatched them from. So I think at the end of the day, uh, Dana, the, the race has been fairly stable. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there might be some movement when it comes to soft Trump supporters who are unsure, uh, feeling like, well, that's a more normal person than the last debate. Uh, and maybe even some points scored uh, in terms of getting black men who really hate that 1994 crime bill and their mm-hmm. families uh, on board, perhaps. Um, but I don't see anything that will change the trajectory of the race uh, in a significant way. What, what do you think? No, I agree with you. Look, we, we all described in colorful terms what we thought of the, the first presidential debate. And this was a debate. It's what Americans should expect when they are watching uh, two people who want to be the leader of their country, the leader of the free world, to try to figure out where they stand on policy issues and where they are when it comes to their character. As you said, there were a lot of things that Daniel will get to that were just flat out lies. And they got off uh, course talking about things that probably most people don't care about, especially in where we are in a pandemic and in very, very tough times. But Donald Trump listened to his advisors this time. I talked to a lot of them going into the debate. They told me exactly what they were trying to get him to do, which is much like they did the last time. He didn't listen last time. He did this time for the most part. But you know what? So did Joe Biden. He did what he practiced to do. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, this debate was just the same content from the first debate, except that now you can understand what people are saying. (laughs) And so in that respect, it was better because people could, you know, really evaluate the differences between what was being said. But in terms of the substance of what was being said, the president fell into some of the same patterns, continued to to downplay the, the virus and the effect of this upswing that the country is currently in right now, heading in to the holiday season. Uh, he kept uh, doing something that I think Joe Biden actually tried to uh, exploit, which is dividing the country into mm-hmm. red states and blue states, mm-hmm. repeatedly talking about the red states or the blue states are doing this and the, the blue states. Yeah, your want Democrats, this, your Democrat governors. Want yeah. that. And if you watch the ads that are on television for the Biden campaign right now, the message right now is not about, you know, coronavirus. It's not about fracking. It's not about any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's about unity. It's about bringing the country together. Mm -hmm. And you saw Joe Biden repeatedly saying, I'm not going to do that. I I think the president really walked back into that trap, because if you listen to him day to day, like we all do, you hear the same content that he gives off in all of his interviews, in his media gaggles. It happened on the debate stage in a calmer tone, Mm -hmm. but it still isn't bridging the gap with the... the That's a perfect sum up of the debate. He says fucked up shit. Media spin is, oh, that's not what he meant. But he tipped his hand because Trump, if he would have just done that twice, well, things would be a lot different, um, I think. Because I think he turned off a lot of people in the first one. And the second one, he just let that motherfucker hang himself. I mean, you know it's bad. Uh, Laura Ingram, how you know Trump won the debate. Everybody on a screen grab from CNN with no smart-ass fucking Chiron are not smiling. But the best thing that came from it was what we talk about on the show all the time. The left 
is very unintelligent. Now, by that, do I mean they're all stupid? No, that's not what I'm saying. They're all cultivated, really smart fucking people. But they lack the most important thing to make you smart, and that is common fucking sense. And then most of the masses, not the elites, don't know anything, folks. They just don't know anything. They don't research. They don't look up. They live in bumper sticker world. Everything's a bumper sticker. So I want to thank my son, Zach in Tennessee. He sent me a good little cachet of this. Daily Mail US. Trump says that cartels and coyotes bring kids over from the border. Deshaun Kenrick. She's a Democrat member of the Georgia House of Representatives. Did Donald Trump just say 545 kids that can't find their parents for came over through cartels and coyotes? How the hell does a coyote bring a whole human across the border? Lord, stop talking. She's the chief deputy whip of the Georgia House of Democrats. Sophia Train went and got blue chicks on Twitter, but I'm going to use Zach in Tennessee's. It's just not a few. It's it's a lot. Here's uh, Phil Gilpin, Lou Digg. I'm just going to, I'm not going to read them all. I'll just read the good ones. Daisy Lawson. She's actually a blue check. I'm still stuck on the Cody comment, y'all. To my Hispanic people, by raise of hands, how many were carried over by a Cody or a drug warlord? Fucking racist idiot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty, one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, fifty. Then some more. Jennifer Thimpin. Children are brought here by coyotes. Trump, fuck off. I'm still stuck on coyote. Oh, so many I'm not smart, but can someone tell me how coyotes bring children? Somebody with the picture. They were brought by coyotes and drug lords. Now, by the end of this, do you think our media did what you should do? Which is educate the public and say, coyotes are people that guide people illegally into our country. Do you think they went back to the story? Oh, come on. You you know they didn't go back and say this is a true story. That these people were sent here by their parents. They're from foreign countries. They didn't come with the kids. And they're not going to come get their kids. But what do we do? Now, all along, if you actually pay a fucking attention, there's been a huge sting nationwide getting fucking human traffickers. And hundreds of children have been recovered. And hundreds of scumbags have been arrested. But our media won't cover that because they're not covering anything that could elicit a positive response for Trump. Which, really, on the back side of this election, if Biden wins, 
The only way he won was a media that literally made him win. There's so much bullshit going on in our media. As Tucker said last night, and I might edit the line for my This Is America, what is happening right now is shocking. It's never been like, no, it's never been seen. What the media is doing, it's never been done in our whole existence as a country. The actual lack of reporting and staying on just one topic, Donald Trump killed 200,000 blah, 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 200,000 blah, 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 and keeping a tote board. You know, it didn't work with George Bush. Do they understand that? In 2004, you did it every night. Kerry still lost. David fucking uh, Hogg. Imagine calling the immigrant parents that bring their children to the United States for a better life coyotes. The level of xenophobia. Stephen Miller. Harvard. Darren Nay, parents separated from their children, not coyotes. Dumb person. They just don't know. They haven't watched Sicario, I guess. I mean, we did a whole movie on it. Day of Salado. It shows it. It's how fucking dude gets back in the country. They got buses and mothers driving minivans. So on the debate, because we're a week late, but I I didn't do a podcast. I mean, I didn't really know. I I could play you the Nets. I'm just going to play Weir and Meacham. And once again, I just did a screed on we've never seen it. Yeah, we've never heard this. Well, it, it was remarkable to watch it uh, in, in person. I'd never seen a general election debate, actually, uh, in the room. And one man was running for president of the United States, and the other man was auditioning for a show on Fox. And that may sound like an attempt at glibness, but it was the innate reaction I had to watching the president who dwells in this uh, wilderness of mirrors, to borrow a phrase from the Cold War, uh, where there are these code words and it's a language that I'm sure makes sense to a certain segment of his base. There is a lizard brain in this country. Donald Trump is a product of the white man's, the anguished, nervous white guy's lizard brain. And there's there could be a twitch there. Joe Biden later clarified his stance, uh, but this could impact him with voters in key mm-hmm. states that rely on oil and gas industries. CNN correspondent Bill Weir uh, joins us now. B- Bill, listening to that comment there, I mean, you're, you're deep into the climate change issue here. Tell us about the political implications. Well, it's interesting, Jim. Uh, ever since Hillary Clinton lost coal country and was sort of tagged as a warrior against those workers, uh, the Biden campaign has been very careful not to scare away Pennsylvania. Uh, frackers. Now, for anybody who remotely cares about land and water and animals and climate, 
it, this is an obvious choice. They live in two different planets. On planet Trump, there are no gigafires out west. Miami is not flooding. There are no experts telling us that this is just the beginning of, of a new normal. Uh, and the reality is, back here on planet Earth, that uh, a renewable energy company just last week was more valuable than ExxonMobil. The International Energy Association just put out the report that says solar projects are now perhaps the cheapest form of energy ever invented. So we're on a tipping point right now. And the Biden campaign is trying to temper any, any big seismic changes that might scare people away, saying it'll take time. But there's not a lot of time. He wants to decarbonize the electricity sector in just the next 15 years, be net zero for the whole country. And just for perspective, it took this country about 100 years to lay out its energy grid. By some estimates, that will have to be done two and a half times over uh, to make it a smart grid. So uh, it was just a clear choice last night between uh, Biden, who calls this an existential threat and tempers the nightmare with a dream of all these green jobs, and Donald Trump, who continues to just hit a gusher after gusher of lies and misinformation and insistence that we stay on these old, dirty fuels. Really think about those sound bites. Have you ever heard anything like that? Ever. Have you ever heard something like that? A sitting president, a lizard brain speaking in code. I mean, these people are in because that's what they do for everything. I mean, here's what they're saying about Hunter. John, one of the president's most prominent lines of attack last night was to try to paint Joe Biden as corrupt. He again brought up unverified accusations about Hunter Biden's financial dealings how prominent an issue do you think this is for voters? How much do you think it matters? I don't think it, it matters a great deal with voters. And, and also, it's obviously risky for the president who has, if you use the standard he is using with the Biden family to look at his own conflicts between his uh, personal de- business dealings and also the reporting, again, using the standard he uses for the Biden family uh, of debts he still owes to foreign entities. Um, you would think this would be ground he would stay off of. But he's not trying to win a virtue contest here. He's basically trying to strip down uh, Joe Biden's uh, view or people's views about Joe Biden more broadly. Uh, The problem, as Margaret pointed out, is that Joe Biden has an ally in the news cycle, which is if President Trump tries to shift the turf under the Biden family uh, for the purposes of muddying Joe Biden, the news cycle keeps returning to the central piece of this campaign, which is coronavirus and the president's response to it. uh, And the country has a very negative view of that. And as these numbers continue, it keeps voters focused on that very bad issue for the president. You come to an agreement on, on state and local funding? No, no and, and on liability. No. Okay. Madam Speaker, um, the serious allegations of corruption involving Joe Biden have Excuse been raised in answer, recent days. Um, have the, have Democrats I'm sorry, I'm not answering your questions, okay? We're talking about the coronavirus. That's what I, I don't have all day for questions. That's what we're taking now. Anybody have a question on the coronavirus negotiations? Yes. I wondered how confident you were that 13 Republican senators would go over there. 
the choice is obviously very clear. You talk about draining the swamp. Uh, um, speaking of, as you know, the New York Times has reported that President Trump has a, had a bank account in China. And this is quite unusual, certainly. And certainly former President Barack Obama brought it, brought it up last night. Just take a listen. He's got a secret Chinese bank account. How is that possible? How is that possible? A secret Chinese bank account. Listen, can you imagine if I had had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election? You think, you, think you think Fox News might have been a little concerned about that? They would have called me Beijing Barry. Uh, Liz, he has a point, doesn't he? And, and, and let's just be clear, the Times is reporting the account is controlled by Trump International Hotels Management. Tax records show it paid 188,000 plus taxes in China while pursuing licensing deals there from 2013 to 2015. Now the campaign and the White House says it's a dormant account. But that doesn't look great, does it? Yeah, well, that has nothing to do with the swamp. You said 2013 to 2015. Where was uh, Donald J. Trump? He was in Manhattan. He was building a build business empire. He was living the American dream in the private sector. Where is the New York Times reporting on Joe Biden's dealings? Big uh, 10 held for H, Hunter for the big guy, which we now have confirmed. The big guy, according to Hunter Biden's former business associate, is Joe Biden. We're talking tens of millions of dollars with the associates of the Chinese Communist Party. Joe Biden, by his own admission, has never had a real job in his life. He said he's never cashed a paycheck. He's only ever been in the swamp. He's used his public office for personal gain. That is corruption. That's what we were running against in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. It's the same thing. They use their power uh, not to advance the interests of the American people and the American worker. Well, now we know Joe Biden, who never held China to account. They let China into the World Trade Organization. They've been ripped us off. They wouldn't take a hard line and they won't even blame China today for the pandemic that we're dealing with because of their cover up. Well, now we Liz, know because he's completely beholden to China and there is hard damning evidence that shows their connections. And it's an absolute disgrace. Liz, you actually sound like you're on a Fox News uh, show right now. You sound a little bit like an anchor. Well, unfortunately, Fox, Fox is Fox one of the News, only news channels that's covering Fox these News, real emails. Even Fox News would not touch this story that, that, uh, that President Trump's personal true. lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, tried to dump. You know that. Even the New York Post, the key reporter, did not want Fox to spy Fox News just confirmed Hunter story. Biden's former business associate who identified by name Joe Biden is the big guy who's profiting off of these shady Let foreign dealings. This. And it's not just China. It's Ukraine and it's three and a half million dollars from Moscow. There right. was you wanted collusion. to go there. there you wanted to go there. There you was a dossier. It was real and it all had to involve the bio. In fact, because there is so much speculation out there and there is zero evidence that Hunter Biden or Joe Biden did anything wrong here. We should note again, and you, you and I have said this in the air many times, there is no evidence that Joe Biden was you know, involved in any wrongdoing. Of course, I want to note that there is no 
evidence that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden has done anything wrong. I just want to reiterate. And let's be clear for the viewers. There is no evidence Biden did anything wrong. I'll note again because it's important. There is no, I repeat, no. There is no evidence that either Biden did anything illegal. There's been no evidence. There was no evidence. There's no evidence. There is no evidence. There is not an iota of evidence. No, no evidence, evidence Biden, Biden did, did anything, anything wrong. wrong. There's really no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Nobody's ever accused uh, that, I mean, there's no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Got that? Joe Biden did nothing wrong. Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Don't drag the intelligence community into this. Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that so let's be honest if you have something that's actually proven why wouldn't we why wouldn't we i mean seriously think about it why wouldn't we that's why i started with the uh fucking tapper which is perfect and literally Mega doesn't care about their sons. Are you seriously? Your fucking defense of this. And grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After months of discussion, I agreed to Gillian Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called Sinohawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning Sinohawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and a, at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night we discussed the Biden's history the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy, in that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillian Walker that... Is Mega doesn't care about their sons. 
That's where you're going. Really. I, I fucking, I, I just can't believe it. I just can't. And I think it's because Polar Frank Luntz put together a virtual face group. Every single person, black, Democrat, Chinese, Martian, it didn't matter. They all, once again, said Trump won. Daniel Dale. Biden was again imperfect for a fact check perspective. He made at least a few false, misleading, or lacking context. Trump was a serial liar. That's your fact checker. If your fact checker is saying stuff like that, that's not very objective. CNN, facts first. It's false that Joe Biden never said he opposed fracking. In two Democratic primary debates, he made confusing remarks. That's how they defended it. CNN, uh, Saliza, memory holes Biden debate pledge to end the oil industry because he did an article the next day saying, oh, it's all bullshit. PBS post-debate brought on Hunter's lawyer to put everything into context. Not playing it. Not going to play it. Because the reality is the very same people that are running our news media right now are coastals. Here's a Ward Q. He's a blue check. He's a Democratic strategist. These 28 senators from these 14 states combined represent fewer people than the two senators from California, and it's the middle of the country. Missouri, Alabama, yeah. That's what they believe. These people believe nobody in the middle needs representation or has a point of view. Gravel Institute, a lefty. This is on Twitter. What if, hear us out, the Constitution sucks and it's wrong about everything and shouldn't be the basis for running a society in the 21st century? If you liked or don't like this tweet, you should join us on YouTube. First reply, go find someplace else to live. Tom Nichols replying to... This is Tom Nichols. Believe it or not, I don't disagree with strongly with Jay Caruso or David French about the right to vote for whoever you choose or not vote at all. I just reject any notion that such an act can be divorced from its obvious consequence as some sort of higher principle. Mike Bragg, I very much appreciate and respect your viewpoint, but tend towards French and Caruso here. As a Christian, I cannot in conscience vote for a pro-abortion Biden, but also not for Trump. Tom Nichols, then you're not part of governing our future, and the rest of us will make these decisions without you. It sounds horrible, but if you're voting for Biden just because you don't like Trump, not based on any reality about policy, the economy, being fucking conscience. I mean, the best thing for the Biden campaign is this guy is fucking mush brain and he speaks like mush mouth on fat albert i just aged myself let me let me see if i can find a mush mouth fucking soundbite well google didn't suppress this 
Give it a listen. That just sums up what Biden does every day. He's fucking mushmouth. He makes no sense. The guy makes no fucking sense at all. And so they can always fact check saying, well, it was misunderstood. Misunderstood. He misspoke. Well, there are good people on both sides. Is that a misspeak? Because for fucking three years, you've said that is him dog whistling to fucking white supremacists. And your only question that you have for him all the fucking time is will you denounce white supremacy? And he does it a million times and you keep asking. So, I don't know. Is it me? Do we just only fucking allow that type of definition for other people? I mean, the whole thing is almost comedic if it wasn't so important. I mean, this is a major election and we have the media literally all in for one candidate. I mean, I played it up front, but folks, here's another one. Here's NBC trying to sway Democrats that everything's okay. After 2016, Democrats are suspicious of Joe Biden's polling lead, and Republicans see a reason for hope. So how much should you trust the numbers? While campaigning this week in Philadelphia for Joe Biden, former President Barack Obama warned Biden supporters not to become complacent with public polls that show the former vice president leading President Trump. Democrats carry with them the scars of 2016. When many of them fought right up through election night, Hillary Clinton was a sure thing against a celebrity businessman and reality TV host. So how much faith should voters put in the polls and other key indicators this time around? This time four years ago, Hillary Clinton held a five-point national lead over Donald Trump. We know how that turned out. Doomsday for Democrats. This time around, it's Joe Biden who's ahead in the polls. A creeping sense of deja vu for Democrats. This time, there's a difference. For starters, Biden's lead is bigger than Clinton's was edging out President Trump nationally and in nearly every battleground state. Add to that, Mr. Trump is an incumbent, no longer an outsider, now facing the worst polling position for a president seeking re-election since George H.W. Bush in 1992. The paranoia among Democrats about polls is palpable right now. So the media literally was caught making bullshit up. And spreading fake news on Twitter. And it wasn't suppressed. Adam Wren, verified journalist, shared fabricated text messages written by Nick Roberts, the VP of College Dems Inn. 
He has Giuliani number. He told me, but says this was a joke. Most people knew it was fake initially, but more national people picked up on it and didn't question it and literally said, we need to do better. They did an article. We need, after Rudy Giuliani, we need to do better. Dana Loesch, in just one day, media promoted fake text and Iranian propaganda, and yet they, Twitter and Facebook, who came to media demands for it, say, you need to be controlled from spreading fake news. And if you just say something about the election, it's blocked. That's that's our media. On the whole, Hunter Biden, this sums up our media 110%. NPR public editor. Why haven't you seen any stories from NPR about the New York Post Hunter Biden story? Read more in this week's newsletter. Terrence Samuels, NPR managing editor. We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. And we don't want to waste the listener and reader's time on stories that are just pure distraction. Drew Holden, I have a feeling this won't age well. Kids, here's a helpful example on how to simultaneously trip over your dick while also sticking it in a blender. That's what they did. Simultaneously, Brian Seltzer ran a column. CNN Brian Seltzer whines big tech not even doing one-tenth of what it should. They're trying to play catch-up. Nobody, I don't think they're here on Parnell, is going to try to defend the platforms. The platforms screw up all the time. They make wrong choices all the time. And they're barely cleaning up the sewer that they have allowed to exist. Because that's sewer is wrong think. Who the fuck are you to have a point of fucking view, Brian Seltzer says. The media show, Washington Examiner Chief Congressional Exponent, Susan Faraci, drew liberals' ire on the panel by addressing Democratic operatives in big tech according to the same article. And we played it on the show, but we didn't have the whole soundbite. He literally said they're not doing enough because you shouldn't be able to say what you want to say. You shouldn't say it. David Steinberg, this should disturb every American. Twitter has placed a headline warning label on this Wall Street Journal article about inspiring Kim K. Baltimore. The headline, a Blacks Lives Matter Republican. Twitter is censoring black women for not being Democrats. Fix this now. It's the, do you want to read the whole story? If you have Twitter, you're seeing it. Chuck Ross, weird. Twitter did not do the headline, don't tell the full story thing on this one, even though WAPO headline here is truly misleading. Volunteered in Oxford coronavirus vaccine trials die. And that's a fake story. Not true. Didn't die from the trial. Conservative media this week. Text messages show VP Biden and his wife colluded to suppress Hunter's acts with a certain minor. That's all over the internet, folks. There's a fucking video of him boning a minor. 
snorting crack off a hooker's crack. It's crack squared. But yeah. And the reason it's happening? Rasmussen. Most say Biden-Hunter business connection. Likely. 54% of likely U.S. voters believe it's likely that Biden was consulted about, perhaps profited from, Hunter's overseas business. 44% consider it very likely. 38 think it's unlikely. And they were all Democrats, of course. But they, 100, 100% believe Russia, Russia, Russia was true. Same people. Because there's no intellectual honesty. We don't have intellectual honesty in our country right now. Thanks to Obama, we are so camped into our little tribes that we don't think for a second Well, you know, that's probably right. I mean, I can respect somebody saying, I totally believe it, but I think Trump is dangerous. It's not grounded on reality because it's grounded on bumper sticker. But these people are just outright rejecting it. Fuck it. I'm not even going to read it. Yet in the same elections, we played 47% at nauseum. Grab the pussy. And as stated with with George W. Bush, we ran a death KIA tote board like a fucking telethon every fucking night in the nightly news. The moment Obama got elected, our war footing went up. We started nuking whole villages in Pakistan. It was gone. But to a different subject, and this would have been a whole podcast back in the day, but with all this stuff coming down and me only doing one more podcast for the election. It's a byline. This 60 Minutes was classic media bias. Do you think the president is racist? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do. You're very different in the policies that you've supported in the past. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I Somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But yeah. Well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for All. Just like you saw today at the White House, President Donald Trump is always going to bring passion and a strength and a determination to put America first. Mr. Vice President, this was not a rally. This was not just a campaign speech to the public. This was supposed to be an interview. And the same with the President. And I feel that you both have insulted 60 Minutes by not answering any of our questions and by giving set campaign speeches that we've heard both of you give at rallies without answering our questions. Let's say what question haven't I answered? What question haven't I answered right now? You didn't answer any of my questions. You just gave speeches. I've answered every single one of your questions. I'd like to know what question I haven't answered. Well, I asked you about the the president calling uh, Fauci an idiot. And I got a speech about the president. I asked you, you know, about mothers. I don't know. You just kept giving me speeches, and so did he. 
So, of course, you can expect the questions to be T-ball and hardball. But what Trump did by releasing the video and showing how fucking rude Leslie Stahl was, and this was just another hit piece, Trump administration violates agreement and releases 60 Minutes interview. Oh, dear tissue. I'm sorry, CBS. Editing power no longer applies. You mad, bro? <laughs> Look at the world. Trump exposes 60 Minutes censoring Biden's scandal. During an interview with CBS, Leslie Stahl for a segment scheduled to air Sunday, Trump repeatedly called out the left-wing journalists for refusing to cover the scandal around Joe Biden. In a video of the entire exchange that the president posted to Facebook on Thursday, Stahl can be heard denying that the Biden even scandal even exists. In the middle of the hostile interrogation, Trump remarked, I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. It would be so good. But when I watch him walk out of a store, he's in the midst of a scandal. His family's corrupt, okay? He's corrupt. He's a corrupt politician, and he's walking with ice cream. And the question is, what kind of ice cream flavor do you have? Trump. And he's in the middle of a scandal. Stall. He's not Trump. And he's talking, of course. He is, Leslie. No, come on. Of course he is. Stall. You had the Senate Committee of Republicans, so you're like you're like big tech. You're protecting him and everyone else except for a few people. Stall. Yeah, but you're exaggerating. You're taking something that was invested by a Republican committee of the Senate. They didn't have this shit. That's so weak. We just proved that the Democrats said Trump was Putin. Phil Mathon Wiegman, stall. Sir, can I say something? This is 60 Minutes. We can't put on things we can't verify. Andy Hangeman, this is strange between Trump and Leslie Stahl is insane. She repeatedly insists that buying a laptop can't be verified. Supporters shouldn't talk about it. Trump's asked her why it can't be verified. Her answer, because it can't be verified. Certainly fair enough, but Trump would feel it shows how the president's not getting a fair shake. Stephen L. Miller, this is 60 Minutes, and we could put up things... We can't verify. And he shows Russia, Russia, Russia. Mm-hmm. And of course, you knew Seltzer's going to come strolling the fuck in. Quick reminder for what it's worth, which is evidently very little. CBS says the White House agreed to record for interview only for its archives. In other words, for archival purposes only. Not for political weaponization. Sister soldier. Because only the media should be allowed to use interviews for political weaponization. Anders Egan. Quick reminder for what it's worth. Your entire profession is ethically obliged to neutrality. And yet you've been a rabid partisan for four years now. Kaylee McKinney. Handing Leslie Stahl just a small part of the president real Donald Trump has done for health care in the United States. She couldn't believe how huge it was. And says, I can hardly lift it. What did Sam Stein say and other reporters? Leslie Stahl is clearly looking at blank sheets of paper. Sam Stein, what is that, 2,500 pieces of blank paper? You Lowell, David Levitt, everybody. That's our media. That's the media. Those are the people that are supposed to be calling balls and strikes. But 
What? What the fuck? And the sad thing is, for conservatives, you get like this thread here. Uh, Brian Cates, we're in the end game now. A whole bunch of stuff's going to drop this week starting on Monday, along with ACB confirmation vote on Monday night. Pompeo dropping a bunch of ARC, HRC emails, very likely by next Saturday. What should drop this week? More Biden, Obama, Clinton, Kerry, corruption in Ukraine, China, and Russia. More laptop emails and pictures that have been held back. Several Spygate plea deals where some of the principals decide not to try to find Durham in court. More Epstein-Maxwell discord. Action on Big Tent. When the Clinton emails drop, it will be so explosive, Big Tech and DNC media will try to censor it, even hard on the laptop. Emails will show massive foreign pay-for-play scenarios, violations of national security. We know the Bidens were doing multiple business. Let me fix my lap, my uh, screen. Sorry about that. Multiple business deals. Involving hundreds of millions of dollars in China, they had not have held some of the money in China bank account. You're going to see why the Trump Chinese bank account story was an epic troll. Trump was a private citizen when he contemplated dealing a deal in China and opened up a bank account there. Then before he ran for president, he closed the account. That's not what the Biden family did. While Joe was vice president from 9 to 17, the Biden family and their business associate were doing multi-million dollar deals and he got 10%. Every single thing the DNC media and the Democrats and crooked DOG FBI people spent five years claiming about the Trumps based on fake leaks, fake evidence, and slander is about to conclusively be proven for the Bidens. None of it will be published. Unless you watch Fox in the evening and not see it, or you follow conservatives on Twitter, it's not going to come out. It's just not. You're going to see Newsweek. Trauma psychologists advise on overcoming psychological toll of Trump presidency. The Atlantic, in a rare instance, has endorsed Trump. Really. ABC Good Morning America avid editor is a Biden donor. Because they've discontinued all the rules for journalists. And really think about ACB. I didn't cover it. It's historic. But a black Supreme Court justice just swore on a female Supreme Court justice. And the only people who are unhappy about it are Democrats. It should be a shining moment of how good we are. But the media, they're on COVID. New studies are showing there's an increasing uh, between the age of 25 and 44, a 27% jump in suicides. Once again, as I said, we're, we're not covering the actual military, because why would we? I mean, that's a real genocide, but we don't cover that in our media. We cover the pretend genocide with transgenders from a self-reported survey of kids who said I've thought about suicide when all motherfucking kids think about suicide and then we get the release of new statistics that show all the COVID deaths 
are bullshit. 94% of them were pre-existing condition. 6% were just COVID. Some of them didn't even have coded, but were reported. So the CDC adjusted their numbers. CNN ain't going with that. MSNBC ain't going with that. ABC, NBC, PBS, none of them. They're going with the their totals. But there are some positives before we go into this is America, which is positive today. I think it's positive. What was my? No, it's not positive. <laughs> uh, it's not positive at all. This this is not. Um, Daily Rasmussen, National Daily Black Lightly Voter Job Approval for POTUS. It's 46%. Jeffrey Myers, a black guy. The left is learning the hard way that African Americans like low gasoline and energy prices the same as everyone else. If the actual results were even 75% of the Monday number, Trump is going to win in a walk. The Monday number was 30%. I mean, literally. Literally. So, let's go into our This is America. And for today's sound bites, we're going to have Mojo and the worst of CNN. And then we'll cover some woke stuff and Halloween. Yeah. I got a couple sound bites thanks to uh, Sean in Oregon because I hadn't checked Black Rifle Coffee in a while. So, enjoy. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. It's time for the worst soundbite. When the liberal media is pushing one of them agenda story and says, This is America in 2019. This morning, President Trump is uniting people, and at least in one front, in ways that have never been done before. John Avalon with a reality check. Former longtime executive in Donald Trump's real estate company says she witnessed racist, sexist, and all-around boorish behavior from Donald Trump for years. Barbara Rez writes in her new book, quote, if you didn't know the actual facts, he could slip something past you. Joining us now is Barbara Rez. Her new book is about her 18 years working for Trump. It's called Tower of Lies, and it is on bookshelves now. This morning, the wife of a New Jersey police officer who died of coronavirus in May is speaking out. Police officer Charles Roberts, known as Rob by friends and family, served in the force for 20 years. He passed away at the age of 45, leaving behind his wife, Alice, and three children, Shay, Natalie, and Gavin. Alice just published an op-ed in the New Jersey Star-Ledger titled, My Husband Died of COVID-19, and I Have Just One Plea to Make of You. So an Ohio farmer who voted for the president in 2016 is now leading a push to stop the president's re-election. His name is Christopher Gibbs. He's the president of Rural America 2020. Last week, his group posted these billboards outside of the president's rallies in Iowa and Georgia, calling them super spreader events. But if you come to the border today with a child, it doesn't even have to be your own child, uh-huh. you will get 
entrance into our country. You will jump the line from people who are waiting, immigrants in this country, who have uh -huh. family members waiting in line. And to will become, you get, to, just, just, to, to, just, to, just to fact check it, will you get a luxury sure. car? What'd you say? Will you get a luxury car given to you? Uh, you get all kinds of what the Democrats want to do in every Matt, one of these things is give them. Will you get them, a luxury car? You get Obamacare. Matt. You get a telephone. You get all kinds of things. I don't know about a car. I haven't heard about a car, but I mean, you get all kinds Matt, of programs. You don't get a Rolls Royce. You don't get a luxury car. George Soros doesn't meet you at the border, handing out millions of dollars. I don't all know of this stuff, Matt. Who's paying for come the caravan, on. Allison? Who's paying for the caravan? I'd like to know. Matt. I think we should put a reporter on it. Who's paying for oh, it? Oh, we you have think... a reporter on it. Let me so answer let me your ask. question. You, think, you, no, think this you is asked me a question. Let me answer it. Yes, we have like journalists that. along the way. Sure. This is not. No one is paying for the caravan. Poor people are marching twenty-seven hundred. No. 2,700 nope. miles, Matt. And guess what? There's um, video, actually, of people being handed bills. And it, you probably think that they're being handed, I don't know, $100 bills, handed thousands of dollars. It's a 25-cent food voucher for the women and children in the line. That's the video that people have paid Allison, a lot of attention nobody, to. Uh, nobody in their right mind thinks that four or 5,000 people spontaneously got together met on a corner in Guatemala and decided to take uh, this long trip as you just described. This is a very harrowing now, trip. Yes, it takes huge logistical support. They are motivated support. because of the conditions in their country. I think uh, what I think is wonderful about them is they know America is a better place to live and I think it's a better place to live as well. One of the reasons it's a better place to live is that we are a nation of laws and you have to follow the law. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because of liberal judges and other people that intercede, including George Soros, we have too much chaos at our southern border. Look, the American people look at Donald Trump, whether they like him or don't like him. And on this question of immigration, Allison, it's one of the reasons why his numbers are improving, because mm -hmm. it seems like we have a chaotic system that needs it to end. It does seem like it, Matt, but that's the problem. The it's facts the don't support it, Matt. No, you're wrong. This, if you say Matt, that, if you say... Matt, this isn't our southern border. They're not at our southern border. They're at They're coming to our border. southern border, and this is not the first Matt, one, and you know that. You it, know that. Let's talk about that, Matt. Sure. Because remember the last caravan that yes. got so much attention. You know how many people from that caravan were granted asylum uh, at our border? I, I, I assume you're going to tell me. I am. Three. Three people. What, we why have we, rules, Matt. We have rules. How many people? people can, no, let me no, answer this, no, Matt. I, I people want, can no, let come me go. here and they can apply for asylum. That's now let legal. Me go. Now let and me guess go. what? How many we vet thousands? Them and three people. Now let me go. Asylum. How many thousands? One of the things in the news over the last 48 hours has been the information about the 545 children who were separated by their parents at the border due to Trump administration policies who have not been reunited with their parents. That came up at the debate last night. I want to play the different types of responses from the candidates. So all of these people saying, oh, well, you know what? I just don't vote for Democrats. Oh, you know what? I'm just voting for him because of the regulations. Oh, you know, he doesn't. Donald Trump, in the last two weeks of the campaign, is raging at his attorney general for not arresting his political opponent. If you're voting for Donald Trump, that's who you're voting for. And if you're voting for that man who two weeks from Election Day is calling for the arrest of his opponent, then you have absolutely no idea what America is about. Let me say it again. You have no idea what this country is about. If you are supporting a man who two weeks out yeah. is calling for the arrest of his opponent, you can't, you can't 
explain that away. You can't explain that away to history. You can't explain that away to your children or grandchildren. You just can't. And you can't plead ignorance because you know better. How anybody could vote for him? I don't care what your ideology is. I don't care what your regulations are. I mean, two weeks out saying that his opponent should be arrested. It is beyond the pale. It is un-American. There's no other way to put it. And you make that great point, Joe, that you don't understand what this country is about. I was totally struck by, um, I went around on on, uh, social media yesterday, the video of uh, Joe Biden greeting a special needs son of a victim of the Parkland shooting. Mika, you sent it out to. Yeah. Watch that and just answer a fundamental question. Watch that and then watch Trump dismissing COVID, COVID, COVID as we hit 225,000 deaths. And you tell me, who do you want in charge of your affairs? No, I I, I really actually saw the video and... um, it's interesting. You can look at that video, and I think most Americans would agree that this election is between a good man and a bad man. Yeah. And I, I, I feel comfortable saying that Donald Trump is a bad man, John Meacham, because like you, I live in a very, very red area. Uh, you and I... Mm-hmm. Ninety uh, percent of the people that we see every day are voting for Donald Trump. And I have been politely and lovingly talking to my friends and my neighbors and my relatives and my loved ones asking why. And they all say Donald Trump is a terrible man. But and then they start explaining their justification for a vote for this terrible man. My favorite, Joe Biden is not all mentally there. <laughs> I mean, have they seen Donald Trump over the past four years? To be the America of Bull of John Lewis, or do you want to be the America of Bull Connor? Right. And those I, I know which side of history I want to be on. And I think it's just as blunt a choice, just as sharp a choice today. Yeah. That's what's troubling is why why can't enough of us assess the evidence and answer with a full heart as opposed to worries about our identity and our wallet. It's well said, and you have to add into this conversation as well, the information filters where people are getting their information, certain cable news channels, certain websites from Facebook. If you watch Donald Trump's speech and you get all your information from those places, it all makes sense. The Hunter Biden story makes sense. Everything that Donald Trump is telling you fits into a narrative that you've been led to believe is true. If you watch it from where a lot of other people like us are sitting, it's factually untrue. Let's. That was actually a flashback sequence of how they used to be and how they are now for Mojo and caravans. Why did I play that? Why are we talking about caravans? Oh, because we're trying to get every angle of bad news we could possibly do, except for impeachment. We somehow don't talk about impeachment. Very weird. To some woke stuff. Chest feeding, breastfeeding group tweets trans support. 
Tampax wants to celebrate the diversity of all people who bleed. Fact, not all women have periods. Also fact, not all people with periods are women. Let's celebrate the diversity of all people who bleed. Yeah, that's a thing. And then for those that are new to the show and you hear me talk about it all the time, you think I'm a crackhead. Tom Elliott, updates on rules, allowed on Twitter, preschool teachers preaching pedophilia, not allowed on Twitter, the oldest continuously published daily newspaper in America, the New York Post. Miami Autumn, preschool teacher, scientist. Minor attraction is a normal variation in human sexuality. Pedophilia, neophilia, and hebophilia are all normal sexual orientations. Minor attraction is unchosen, unchangeable, and normal. Sincerely, a normal person with a normal sexual orientation. They want MAP. They want it under the umbrella of L-G-B-T-E-I-E-I-O. They really do. I had a soundbite of AOC blaming the rain as voter suppression. But, yeah, that's just A-O-C. And then I had some ads. That's the one thing we didn't do this year was ads. So, I'm not going to play the PSA with celebrities as chickens. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But since the the fucking media is all in, I don't need to play any more of their shit. I'm going to play Trick or Treat 2020. And I know it's not as good on audio, but at the end it's actually... Uh, Harris taking all your candy and weekend at Biden's very good P or political ads. Trick or treat! Oh, what do we have here? <laughs> spooky, 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 <laughs> creepy. Creepy Uncle Joe. Oh, it's funny. It's Joe. <clears throat> Come on, man! Candy's for the kids. Maybe he forgot. Wait a minute. You you look familiar. Who are you? <laughs> are we gonna let her get away with this? She took everything. So let me get this straight. Less than a month to election day, and this is our candidate? Yep. All we have to do is get him elected, and then we can do whatever we want. Stop it. Stop it. This fall, Get ready for a presidential candidate unlike any other. I think we're good. Not good. 
别忘了拜登。Hunter 还欠咱们呢。Weekend at Bite. How long do we have to keep this up? November third. Pretty funny stuff. Two listeners submitted, which brought me to I didn't cover Halloween. Sean in Oregon sent me the latest declaration by the fucking czar, commissar, governor of Oregon. They've extended their lockdown to fucking January. They don't have the cases to say that. But they're doing it. Because once again, you've got to keep that fear up or people might realize COVID really is only killing a very few people. It's not that serious. It's definitely not affecting our kids. But God damn it, we need something to say it's Trump's fault. So we're going to go with it. So Halloween's coming. And my family, Halloween is gigantic. We've been watching horror films since fucking forever. And I had an article that was the six genre-busting things. But I did not extend my Daily Wire Because I love the Daily Wire. It is a fantastic website. But I can't afford to pay $100 a year. It's only a couple articles that you get. I mean, most of it's open source. So I I just can't afford that shit anymore. In good conscience. So I, I didn't. But Sean in Oregon hooked the brother up. And sent me what I had somehow forgotten. Which is... BRC, Black Rifle Coffee. If vets were in horror movies, part two. Enjoy. Well, it's Halloween again, and 2020 has been quite a doozy, but in tradition, we decided to rent a haunted house and see who might try to kill us, and... We're starting early this year. Eli, want to have the honors? I would love to. This year's going to be fun. Team! Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, hi. Got some reactive armor for this year. I like it. Right? What the... What's with that? It's like a child's toy. I don't know, he's trying to hump me, kill me. Pull? (laughs) Shall we? best line you could come up with. Heather, I am in my OP. You're gonna blow my cover. Come on, demon bitch. This is how you draw him out. Rude. That was a phase. A phase that lasted way too long. I need you to, come on, get a little... Uh, oh my, you got bigger titties than I do, fat pee. Uh, uh, okay, fine. Whatever. Oh my god, help uh, me. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Th- there he is. That, really, that worked? Have you not seen any basic horror movies? Whatever. What are you gonna do about it? You gonna sit there eating hot dogs or you gonna do something? Rambo 3-1, you are cleared hot. Oh, yeah! Congress wanted to get rid of that thing? Fuck! They're coming! Well, we wait. Oh, 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 oh. Right to the right, to the right, to the right. 
All right? Trophy zombie. Trophy zombie. Trophy zombie. Trophy zombie. You want it? You want it? Let's double team it. High low? I'll take low. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> hey! What the hell? You guys are stealing all my kills! Crispy? Relax. I read Jamie's zombie camouflage. What? Oh, gotcha. Um, should we just let him handle it? I uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's solid. It's almost like a Walking Dead episode, except for like a real American hero's in it. Right? Huh? Is that show still on? I have no idea. How many times can you just keep killing zombies? You know? Right, it's just like you keep doing the same shit over and over year after and year again, and expect and people again, to watch it and again, yeah. <laughs> this is some get out shit. Piece of American conservation history, Heather. There is an invisible man chasing me. Oh, nice. Hey, I have a thermal. Hold on to that. You're right. Is he, is he dead? Dead. Super dead. Oh, yeah. Super dead. This is a late 19th century duck decoy. That is awesome. Right? All right, check this out. Good news is, I shot that thing a bunch. Bad news is, a full metal jacket is not gonna work. Why not? It's a werewolf, Heather. We'll just use a silver bullet. Wait, you, I, like I have a silver bullet in my crop. I never leave home without one. Did you clean that? Is that... Guys, all tuckered out, JT. Let's let the angry man back. Yeah. Just uh, interviewing some purgies that were down there uh, burning up some uh, buildings, businesses, and uh, hurting some innocent people, you know? Strictly interviews, though. Just a face-to-face -face chat. 
We yeah. heard a lot of screams, saw noises. Nope, no, uh, no loud noises in here. I've been watching Jurassic Park on repeat. It's a real fucking cool series, man. You should check it out. Okay, it's been great. Have a, have a good time, okay? Yuck soon. Oh, man, uh, one more thing. Damn it, Logan, let me do me! Stop! He's good, right? Yeah. Clear. How's that side hoe game going? Ah, why, Eli? No. Focus. Dude, all dudes have side hoes. No. What? what? That dude Tinder? No, smashing some. Nobody goes on Tinder anymore. Well, so you actually have like a really good relationship then. It's fine. Fine. Who's Kelly in your phone? Why are you going through my phone? Now he doesn't know who Kelly is. Typical guys. So like. When's the wedding? Stop! I, I knew it. No balls. Hey, babe. I never asked you to marry me, but I did ask for a moment of alone with my friends to get my killing on. Is that too much to ask for? Kiss me. Wait a minute. I'm telling Logan. No! 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 Would you like to play a game? You've ingested a nerve toxin and will be dead in 30 minutes. The antidote lies before you in one of these boxes. Wait, these boxes? Yes, the antidote lies in one of these bo- Wait, did you really just eat all those fucking boxes? Found that! God damn it. Oh, Rock, give him one for Chesty, Semper, Fidelis! Scotchy Scotch Scott. Oh, hello there. Uh, I would say that this year was quite a success. Uh, Ronnie killed a ghost, I think. Uh, you know, Heather kissed Eli, Jared got an Air Force kill, and most importantly... Ooh. what? What are you doing? Finish the video. It's my birthday! Whatever, fuck you. <clears throat> anyway, it's a great Halloween, and uh, maybe we'll see you next year. We'll see. Bye. Funny, funny, funny stuff. I wanted to end the show on that, but I couldn't. Because when I woke this morning, Project Veritas had another voter fraud video. And I thought it was a good way to end the show. Undercover video, allegations of an election fraud scheme right here in Bear County. And just a couple of hours ago, the Texas Attorney General confirmed that he is investigating. Our Yami Virgen sorts through the allegations released just today. Project Veritas with a checkered history that was recently accused of engaging in a coordinated disinformation effort released the video today. A political consultant in town allegedly talking an elderly woman into changing her mail-in vote. You saw how it worked. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it, and it's not being persuasive. Yeah, I guess it is being persuasive. Oh. That right there is against the law for me to tell her. Like, you realize you voted for? You can't really. You're not supposed to like say that. nothing. Project Veritas released the video. It shows political consultant Raquel Rodriguez claiming she can bring candidates thousands of votes. Project Veritas says she gave a gift, a shawl, to this woman and helps her change a vote from one candidate to another. Today, Rodriguez tells us the woman Project Veritas secretly recorded her working with on that ballot is her tia, her aunt. In her statement, she also says, while I made false statements to the operatives in order to confirm my suspicions and further my own investigation, I did nothing illegal or unethical as implied by their edited video. Why is it being released seven days before the election? How long have you been working on this? We have to release our stories now because we're running out of time before the election day. And these sorts of voter fraud situations could sway the election here in Texas. It's very significant, the number of ballots that are being harvested. Texas AG Ken Paxson sent us this statement. What's shown in the video is shocking and should alarm all Texans who care about election integrity. As we mentioned in the expose, Rodriguez names names and describes what she allegedly does for them. We're reaching out to those local candidates now to see what they have to say about that report. I'll be back as more unravels in this investigation. Jamie Virgen, News for San Antonio. Do you have any? We have Raquel on tape coercing voters to vote the right way, as well as bribing these voters with gifts. Uh, now, you know, I'm here. You chose a Republican, not a Democrat, right? That's, can I do this? You can, do, you can vote for whoever you want, but our conversation that we had, you said you were voting for a hanger because you were going straight Democrat. So that way you were voting for the straight Dem. Is that what you want to do, correct? Can I do it like that? I don't know. Well, I didn't want it all in Let me just show you. So you're going to, you're going to dot that in, and the line goes like this, and then your initials are going to put right there. So that way they know it was done accidental. She didn't vote for who we wanted her to vote for. That right there is against the law for me to tell her, like, you realize you voted for... You can't really You're not supposed to like say that. nothing. Oh, what is this? And she's going to say, man, Motto sent me this badass shawl. Uh-huh. You know what? Yeah. I couldn't vote for him, but you're in his area. You vote for him. Yeah. This is it's what you call flipping people. Flipping people. What I do in picking up the balance when he was with me, that's illegal. I could go to jail. So I, I, I'm a little apprehensive to tell somebody, you know what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? And again, once he works with me once, he's going to say I, she's... I, I guess Trump was right. <laughs> I'm sorry. About doing shit illegal? I'm sorry? About doing stuff illegal? Yeah. <laughs> They all said he was full of shit. Oh, hell no, he's not. It's true. Because you're not supposed to do that. If I have a bunch of them, mm -hmm. I'll take 20 here, 30 here, 40 here. Oh, to mix it up, not the same post office. Of course not. Yeah. So because I told her to vote for Hager, so I'm going to take a picture of her, mm -hmm. take a picture of the ballot where mm -hmm. it says them two on there, mm -hmm. take a picture of you in the background so they know that you are freaking there, mm -hmm. take a picture of us all together, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to send it to you. And you do not let anybody else know this is what I'm doing because I would, if I go to prison, I do not look cute in stripes. I'm and I will hate you forever. Now, I'm going to sound tinfoil hatty. 
And if you remember after last election, there was, oh my God, you're talking about voter fraud. Voter fraud doesn't happen. But when you stack the fuck up 372,000 denied in Philadelphia, duplicates, wrong addresses, uh, the voter by mail, actual laws letting political operatives go and ballot harvest in California. Folks, this election, uh, when you look at what the media is doing and how calm they are, and they're pushing polls that you know 17% is ridiculous, but they're pushing it. And he's not politicking. Nobody is showing up to his events. There's nobody there. They panoramaed for the first fucking time. Somebody panoramicked. And there was nobody there. There's maybe 30 people. The media has yet to do a photo of a Biden event. And for those who've been with the show, you go back to Obama in the beginning, there was a concert in Germany. He came to it. They were waiting for the concert. But that started what they did for the mental thing that there's so many people behind it. And if you're not behind it, you're a piece of shit. They've always done it. When Romney was running the second floor of the stadium he was in, they made sure to show it was empty. They won't air events for Trump. They didn't even air ACB's nomination on MSNBC. CNN did it briefly. And then you have 80-mile fucking convoys. L.A., Beverly Hills. There have been Trump organic rallies all over the country that the media won't cover. And Biden's in his basement. He might do one a day since he got dogged for stopping campaign. I truly believe it's because they know the vote's done. It's over. They've already won because they're cheating. Because it's not one story. It's not two stories. 50 stories. It's been going on for a year how they were going to do it. With vote by mail that can be manipulated Districts that you know are conserved and could be thrown in the trash. What have we done? Ten stories? USPS guys either getting arrested or ballots found in ditches? Three-hour cigar, folks. I'm putting it to bed. Mm. That's a good cigar. Liga Pravada. Number nine, number 52, and then the Flying Pigs. Oh, my God. Best cigar ever. Go get one. But literally, folks, something's up. They know it, and then you get those videos, which made news. That wasn't Trump TV. That wasn't OWN. That was local. What else don't we know? And the media is really big 
on the, well, we're not going to have a result because Biden's already said he's going to protest every goddamn vote. He's not going to concede. So unless it is a blue wave and they stole that many votes or cheated or manipulated or whatever, when I start my podcast next Wednesday, wow, we still might not have a president. But because they're doing this, if you're a person like me that just can't have a Biden presidency, you need to vote. Come mud, blood, shit, or flood, you need to go vote. I've been giving my wife shit because she didn't vote. And we might be in a red state. And odds are Trump's going to win. But with so much at stake right now, not for my life. Even though I made a melodramatic podcast, man. But for the country and literally the form of government. Something you never think you'd say. What kind of government are we going to have? And every one of their policies taking it away from what it is. And has worked for a really long time. It's imperative everybody votes. Because I don't care if you don't like Trump, you like Trump, whatever. If I was a Biden supporter, what I have read, seen on the Hunter, the very fact that he can't form a sentence with two hands and a dictionary that's changed for him and his policies, and the voter fraud shit that's all over the country. Yeah, I couldn't vote for that. And I understand the left. They don't want to lose. 16 hurt them. They're, they're hurt. I mean, I can say 2008 and 12 really kind of bruised me because an anti-war guy was our president. He was walking around saying he personally killed Osama bin Laden. It was tough to take. But it didn't make me just lose my shit. And go, we're going to figure out how we never lose again. And then we're going to implement it. And that's exactly what the Democrats do. So go vote. I promise starting Wednesday, we're going to go back to two podcasts. They're going to be two hours and 30 minutes. And I'm going to continue to stage backwards to get back to two hour podcast. It's just too long. This was very hard just to do with this. I ditched so many sound bites and so much stuff because I wanted to prove my point. But I will be more selective starting next Wednesday of finding one podcast to prove my point, except for a couple. And once we get to the new year, it's a two-hour podcast. That's where we need to be. Um, I might not stick to it if Trump wins because there'll be so much gnashing of teeth. You gotta play that. It's like I live broadcast the uh, inauguration if anybody was with the show I had it on a TV and I was just literally just laughing my ass off and I wasn't happy that Trump won I was just happy the media got their dick handed to him it was really kind of cool but um I promise we're we're gonna work on that so so this wraps up another episode of flyover politic podcast please feel free to share this to family and friends and send comments to fopodcast at gmail.com fop 
podcast gmail.com thank you sean in oregon zach in tennessee matt in oregon you can get this show on soundcloud podcast Anik, tune in radio itunes blueberry stitcher down at pocket cast remember check out the twitter account at fop tony reed our next podcast as stated will be four four november year of our lord 2020 or i might pull it in on the third um i have an earlier appointment so Literally, my crack appointment's really early that day. And I'm sure they're going to be just rushing us through. Pay, here's your prescription, go fuck yourself. Um, so I got my pain clinic, and then I might be able to get on the mic in the afternoon. Make sure you disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah, yeah. Spend some time with your family and vote. Vote. Tell your family to vote. Everybody to vote. Unlike Democrats, if you're voting for Biden, vote. Everybody should vote. It's your ticket to bitch. And gives you every reason in the world to go, yeah, I didn't vote for that. Because if Biden wins, I'm getting a yard sign. Big American flag sign with, I don't agree with this socialist bullshit. It'll go up. Tune back into the next one. And as always, going to end with the violence montage to remind everybody, this is who you're voting for. If you're voting for Democrats, I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, be kidding. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. But even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) 
And part of the challenge we have as a nation is that a significant swath of Americans still support Donald Trump. They support his vision of America, and that is rooted in racism. It is rooted in a desire for power at the expense of everyone who is black and brown. And so what we have in this problem is a, is a, is a spiritual kind of tyranny of the worst impulses, uh, you know, as uh, Dr. Meacham said, um, you, know, nar- you know, sort of weaponizing narcissism. That will send a shockwave through this country. And Donald Trump may not accept the results, but who gives a shit? Because the rest of the country will be forced to. I'm at the point where I'm ready to put these police in the fucking grave. I'm at the point where I want to burn the fucking White House down. I want to take it to the senator. I want to take it to the Congress. I want to take the fight to them. And at the end of the day, if they ain't going to hear us, we burn them the fuck down. Thank you for listening to Flyover Politic Podcast. Please check out our Facebook page at FOP Podcast and Twitter account at FOP Tony Reed. Remember, it's a short ride. Make every day count. I'm the sun.
shine.